Welcome to Wild Wonder, the place where we explore the outdoors and share stories about what we discover. Come with us for a walk and let your mind wonder at what can be discovered. It is a beautiful sunny spring day and I'm out for a walk with Violet. Do you want to say hello Violet? Hello. Big voice. Hello. <laughs> we are exploring what we can find in our local area. Just just about three minutes walk from our house. So Violet can you tell everyone what you found so far on your walk today? Daisies. How many daisies did you find? Ten. Wow and what are we going to do with those daisies? We're going to make them into a daisy chain. Lovely. And if you listen really carefully, Violet, what can you hear? The wind. Can you make a noise like the wind? <whistles> Lovely. What else can you hear? Listen. The grass. The grass. What noise does the grass make? <gasps> I can say... Dandelions! Wow, how many dandelions can you see? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And look, over there, there's a dandelion clock, isn't there? Do you want to go pick it? We could blow it. Yeah. yeah, come on, let's go up there. We're going up the hill, aren't we? And Violet's picking up the dandelion. One, two, three. Wow, and again. You'll go. Oh, all the seeds blowing away. Dandelion swayed in the wind, her puffful head rocking side to side with a big gust of wind and exploded her seed ball like a firework in the nighttime sky. The feathery seeds were carried across the lands. They came to rest in the meadows and valleys and the exposed hillsides, in the cracks of garden patios and the splits in the borders of the roads. The seeds nestled in the graveyards of small village churches and in window boxes of high-rise city flats. She can be found all over the world and in all kinds of landscapes she thrives. Her blooms open at sunrise and close at sunset. She's edible from root to tip. And to drink a dandelion tea is said to give you special powers in seeing the future or know what others are thinking. Her path to brilliance begins back in the time where fairies were to be found. At this time, Britain had more forests, so the fairies flourished. The favourite of all the fairies was the flower fairy. Her job was to seek out new flowers for everyone to enjoy and keep the flowers happy. She had a black and yellow striped dress and silvery see-through wings. She had special black pointed horns that would help her find the flowers. Her work would keep her busy as she would buzz from flower to flower, making sure that they would not be lonely. Her name was Beatrice. 
The flowers would shower her in pollen and she would carry this to the next flower. The flowers would give her the gift of sweet nectar to take back to the fairies of the wood. The nectar was used throughout the fairy kingdom. It was medicine for the sick and boiled up into thick syrup for puddings. The remaining pollen on Beatrice's back was taken to the bakery where it was baked into bread. Beatrice's eyesight was not very good. She had to bumble from blurred flower to flower, looking for bright petals. One day, her friend Iron Tongue, the fairy in charge of the metals and stones of the earth, gave her a round, wiry pair of glasses, and the world fell into view. Sharp lines and smooth curves fell into place where blurred vision had once been. The frames were a dark metal called zirconium. The black metal matched her thin horns, and the lenses were made out of diamonds. Not only were the colours brighter and the objects sharper, but her view was split into small pictures of what she was looking at. After a few days of getting used to them and some wobbly landings, Beatrice was able to visit more flowers each day. She wanted to find a gift for her kind friend. Iron Tongue's work kept him very busy. He was either in his workshop carving stones, or in his yard, standing over a hot fire, turning the metals he found into tools for the fairies. His work was very beautiful, but his life was very grey compared to that of the flower fairy. Beatrice decided she would set out to find the perfect flower for her friend who was so helpful to others. She set off to see who she could find to be the perfect friend in Iron Tongue's grey world. She flew to the castle near the woods, and there, stood by the castle walls in a brilliant shade of red, was Tulip. Beatrice asked Tulip where she would most like to live. Tulip told her, I love living next to the grey castle walls so my brilliant red petals stand out and passing princesses can gently brush my head with their delicate hands. Beatrice thought that Tulip would stand out in Iron Tongue's grey yard, but there was no princesses who would pass by and admire Tulip. She didn't think Tulip would be very happy. She said goodbye and flew off. Next she flew to a local park where there was a beautiful rose garden. Within a sheltered walled garden, Beatrice asked a rose where she would most like to live. Rose told her, I love living in the walled garden where my delicate petals are protected from the vicious winds and the heavy rain. Beatrice thought about the protective walls of Iron Tongue's small yard. The winds were kept out but she thought Rose would not like the dirt and the dust collecting on her delicate petals. Beatrice flew into a meadow. She was tired from all her flying. She lay down against the green, tall grass, looking up to the sky. She enjoyed the rhythm of the gentle breeze swaying the grass around her. And that's when she noticed tiny seeds dancing, twirling in the air. 
she followed the trail of them back to a small cottage garden full of dandelions with puffball heads and bright yellow flowers. She flew down and asked the smallest yellow dandelion where she would most like to live. The dandelion replied, Anywhere where people may enjoy my company, on the roadside, in gardens, or between the grey paving slabs of the city streets. Beatrice thought of the grey in Iron Tongue's yard, and the many gifts that Iron Tongue made for all the fairy folk. She thought Dandelion was a good friend for Iron Tongue. She rewarded Dandelion further by giving her the longest blooming season of any flower, from dawn to dusk and from early spring to late autumn, so that Iron Tongue and Dandelion would enjoy each other's company for the longest of time. Iron Tongue was very touched by the thoughtfulness of Beatrice's gift. The yellow flowers reminded him of the flames in his fire, the seeds of the air he needed to breathe heat to the flames. The grey puffball heads reminded him that the grey world he worked in would give many dazzling, useful gifts. Sadly, much of the woods where the fairies once skipped were chopped down and cleared for farmland and towns. The dandelion remains. Maybe, if we love the land well enough, trees can be planted and the fairies may skip again. So next time you see a dandelion waiting to be blown across the land, blow a wish and dream of a greener world. Stay curious, grow wild together and wonder more. Wild Wonder was made by Stitch.